0: Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing, And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie.
1: Hello, Miss Megan.
0: <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are
1: you? I'm
0: good. I'm glad to be here. It's It's July. We're officially in the summer months. So let's take a look and see what's in the stars for this month. The big story for July is Venus. We've got the Venus retrograde, and we also have Venus having a very extended stay in the sign of Leo. So we're going to unpack that a bit, and it's a big deal because, you know, Venus goes retrograde every 18 months or so, but it's going to be, or it's being in Leo for a long time, almost like four months. And of course the retrograde adds to that. And just for comparison, Venus usually stays in a sign for a couple of weeks. And here we are talking about four months with the retrograde this month. So let's talk about that because that's a lot of Venus in Leo. Yeah, right. And it's because Venus is going
1: back, right, and retracing its steps that it has this extended stay. Like as you shared, right, like Venus is usually in a sign for several weeks, and now it's in its sign for like four months, <laughs> which is a long like dive and a long roar, you know, in the sign of heart and art and spotlight and celebrity and royalty and dignity and love. Mm. So, you know, we're definitely getting a like deep dive, like experience of really knowing like the value Venus of what Leo can bring to our life.
0: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Venus and what Venus represents and talk about specifically Venus in Leo. Now the retrograde is on July 22nd. That's when Venus stations retrograde. And as we always talk about, it's so divine when a planet is stationing retrograde or direct, the the energies are very heightened. But let's talk about Venus. Venus is a planet of love and relationship and beauty and also value and truth and fairness. And then we have, like you said, in this very fiery, passionate Leo, let's just talk a little bit about Venus and Leo in general. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. And actually I realized too, just to give the context of the four
1: months, it actually went into Leo, I think it was like the 5th of June. It was somewhere around there. And we'll move out of Leo into Virgo, like somewhere around the first week of October. So That's like our time frame. So like with Venus and Leo, it's about like Venus learning the value of, seeing the beauty of, you know, of living through your heart, of expressing yourself, of owning your uniqueness. You know, I would also say, right, the value of Um, appreciation and Mm. acknowledgement. And of course, right, with any sign and any archetype, we want to strike a balance, right? We don't want to say, oh, no, 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 I don't need to be seen, or I don't need to be acknowledged, or I don't need to be appreciated. And we also don't want to, like with Leo, be like, look at me, 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 (laughs) me, right? Like, But but it's, you know, so I think it's really important for all of us to look in that spectrum, where do we fit? And is that the place that we want to be? Like, do we crave too much attention or need it to feel a sense of, you know, self-worth? Or do we not feel that we deserve that recognition? Mm. And I think that the retrograde, right, because a retrograde in Venus will give us a different stance, a different orientation of these topics and of these realms that we can gather new insights upon that and other Venus and Leo
0: topics. Well, yeah, you're, you're kind of singing to the choir here a little bit, Stephanie, because because <laughs> you know who has Leo rising and oftentimes thinks that she's the queen of the world. And so I really get that balance point between, because Leo does crave being seen and wanting that recognition of its Leo gifts. But at the same time, like I, uh, always joke with people like, it took me a long time to realize that I wasn't the center of the world. I mean, that was literally, and that's such a Leo theme. All planets are going to revolve around my sun, And people think that's strange, but in Leo's mind, Leo is the center of the universe. So, Where do we find you know Where do we find that balance The other thing is, and of course, we'll bring in the relationship component of of Venus. But I love that you're bringing up this self worth idea because I think with Venus, it's very much about what is your own relationship with your self-worth. Like, of course, when we're insecure, um, we tend to project that outward. And I always think a great remedy for Leo is to find that sense of self-esteem or self-worth from within. And then when you take ownership of that and you radiate that big Leo light from that place, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is something to be
1: said for owning our specialness and also owning the fact that everybody else is special too.
0: Wait, right? what? What? Oh, right, right. No, just, I'm just kidding.
1: That's right. right,
0: other people are special too. Yes. Yeah, so I think that that's really
1: important. You know, and it's interesting too thinking about, you know, Leo as the sign of the divine child, right? Mm-hmm. And like joy and, and play and and childlike energy also like looking to see that relationship between our sense of self-worth or a sense of esteem, right? And like how that might have been cultivated or not when we are children, our connection to our inner child. And that also, you know, if we are not, um, in as conscious or healthy relationship with that, right? We could actually end up finding ourselves being like acting really childish or childlike (laughs) from that like wounded child. And so it it feels really interesting during this Venus and Leo. And again, during that retrograde where we can go back, right? We can like, you know, turn around and go to the past. We can review, we can reevaluate so that, you know, maybe one of the prime relationships that we can really... um, Strengthen during this time is that with our inner child?
0: Yeah, no, I love that you're bringing up the the inner t- child. I think that's so important here, and also, Stephanie, when you're talking about going back, we can actually go back, you know, to eight years ago, right? Because back in 2015, Leo also at that time had not, excuse me, Leo, Venus had that extended stay in Leo back then. So there's kind of similarities here. And it might be interesting to go back in time. And what were you doing in the summer of 2015? And is there anything that you learned at that time or got revealed to you during that retrograde that you can bring forward into this one?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Because of the way that Venus, you know, does its retrograde where it does it, that, as you say, back in the summer of, or summer in the Northern Hemisphere of 2015, <laughs> Venus did its retrograde pretty much in the same territory Of Leo, that it is doing it this year. And so, really, to like to start to feel into like, how does this summer or winter for our friends down south, you know, feel similar? Like, what realms of life feel like they're being revisited or reevaluated? Like, what began then that may be coming to the next stage? of its evolution and or needs that Mm reevaluating right to make sure that it has what it needs to continue on to give you the richness and the value and the worth in your life that you deserve and so that like you know july august of 2015 just feels like an incredible anchor or touchstone to moving through this summer with more more consciousness and clarity
0: yeah, that's good. That's good. And also, you know, also it might be a time where, you know, your re- relationships are heightened and the issue comes up between you and that significant person in your life around who's really wearing the pants in the family or who's really getting the most intention or who's the most in control or has the most power. And we're going to talk a little bit more about power with Pluto, right?
1: Yeah, but I
0: love what you're saying.
1: I didn't even think about that until you said that is also like, you know, who has the most power is that like, who also may be like, how are the dynamics and are the dynamics allowing both people to shine mm, yeah. equally, like yes. in an overall sort of average quotient, you know, and so, you know, and so in that Venus retrograde, you know, and people sometimes when retrogrades come, people get all nervous. Oh, no, are things <laughs> just gonna like completely break <laughs> apart? And No, I mean, go into that retrograde, July 22nd to September 3rd. Okay, I'm going to look at things from a different orientation. I'm going to see what skips did we did we mm. you know, what steps did we skip in our relationship? What skip what I can't even say the sentence. <laughs> what steps did I skip in terms of like another Venus topic? Money. My relationship oh, to right. my finances, my relationship yes. to like declaring beauty and pleasure, you know, and cre- and here creativity like what steps did I skip and what treasures are in the past, right? Mm. What treasures in the past, whether it be, you know, Venusian people, right? Like people <laughs> are old friends or old lovers or thoughts of old relationships and their value and how we can excavate and bring those back from the past to our present to help us to be able to re-architect, right, relationships with others and relationships with ourselves that really honor the worth of ourselves and what we find to be exceptionally valuable in our life.
0: Wow. Wow. Well said, Stephanie. I love that. And, you know, I think for sometimes people forget that Venus does have a lot to do with money and value. And I think we oftentimes think about the relationship part of it or the beauty part of it. But that's right. I think this is a time where you're going to be looking at, you know, your relationships with what you value. Um, okay. And that may come up in relationships absolutely As um,
1: well. you know and to underscore your point right again like around that july 22nd big venus themes big <laughs> venus themes like just look in the news or look in your life like venus wants to really be known and also oh my god i just had another thought and it is just <laughs> leaving my consciousness and hopefully it
0: will come it'll come back, back. it'll I retrograde don't back
1: what it was it'll okay.
0: come back you got, you got a little overwhelmed by all that Leo energy, but it'll come back, Steph. That was so weird. <laughs> That's okay. God. That's okay. That's all part of having a live podcast, right? Exactly. That's part of the fun. So let's take a break. From Venus and Leo for just a minute, and talk about another story of the month. This is something we've talked about a little bit before, but it's happening this month, and that is the um, the true north node is shifting signs it's going from Taurus to Aries and anytime we're talking about the north node shifting signs, we're talking about the south node as well because they're in polarities with each other, so this happens what about every year and a half, and let's talk about it because, well, the first two weeks of July, we're still going to be in the Scorpio, Taurus-Scorpio polarity. And then I'm looking at a date on the 17th, we have the shift into Aries-Libra. So let's talk a little bit maybe about the difference because we've been in this. And and the other thing to note is that North Node or that true North Node really represents like the collective zeitgeist, what's going on out there, what the big themes are, where we're focusing our energy, where there's the opportunity for evolution, right? And to come into our own in bigger ways. So let's talk a little bit about the shift. Yeah, yeah. And to that point, the counterbalance is then like the south node
1: is, um, just thinking about collectively, let alone in our own charts, but the south node is also, that oftentimes, like what needs to be released because it's so mm. instinctive or it's so habitual that it keeps us in stasis. So it's also that release, but it's, but there is this highlight because it's the, the North and South node are like the axis of fate and destiny and evolution Mm. and purpose. So for the last year and a half with Taurus and Scorpio, this big focus on security, safety and security on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a financial level, uh, on like an earthbound level. And so like really those big themes that have peppered throughout the collective, um, And now, right, moving into like North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra, it may be that one, there's this emphasis on self and other or I and we, like, you know, me and we, the relationships, but also since it's the North Node in Aries, like, where we realize that, yes, we want balance and we want harmony, but that we can't compromise our own desires or our own will, you know? So just, I think that might be a real theme is like looking with the South Node and Libra, like where do we compromise and do we compromise mm. too much? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And you know, with that, with the, the North Node and Aries, you know, Aries is like fire and it's the warrior sign and it's the divide and conquer sign it's ruled by mars so oftentimes with that Aries energy when it's in balance it can be really powerful in self-actualization of like you know Taurus was happy just to kind of maybe ponder a bit and tiptoe through the tulip, so to speak and here we have Aries the ram saying go dog go and so there might be this energy of of feeling more Compelled or desirous to like go for it and to put some of those long awaited ideas or inspirations into action. Now, as you're saying, Aries can be, you know, very powerful and very self focused. And so that's where that balance comes in with the Libra. Yeah. Yeah.
1: By the way, I remembered my thought, the one that retrograded (laughs) back to my mind, which actually has to do with Venus and Leo, but we can also speak about it with the nodes, is that you can actually look to see where is this showing up in your chart. Right. 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 Where, for example, is Aries and Libra, which houses are they in? Mm -hmm. Because that's where that sort of activity will happen. But then I was also thinking about Leo, right? Like if you know, for example, right with you or I'll say (laughs) with myself, right? Like I'm a Gemini rising. And so Leo is in my third house. So there's this Ah. extended stay of Venus in Leo In my third house, so for me, it's all about the value of communication, education, how I share ideas and thoughts. And so that could be something really interesting for people to look at is where is um, Leo tenanted in your chart. And that's a big focus of the excavation of value. And of course, if you don't know that, like these are things that you and I talk about when we do work with our clients. So, you know, something that we could explore in a session with either one of us.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I think sometimes when people are starting out learning astrology, there's a confusion between like, well, what are my nodes versus the universal nodes? And so, you know, and the other thing that I think is so powerful is this idea of transits. And, you know, we have a natal chart and then, which is where all the planets were the moment you were born. And then we have what we call a transit. We look at the transits and that's where all the planets are now. And when we look at how they fall in your chart, it's so revealing to, it emphasizes and highlights what you're working on, like you said. So it's really, we love astrology. It's, It's just such powerful stuff. So I'm glad you remembered that. Yes. So the nodes, so while we're talking about the nodes, let's also talk about they're getting some action, <laughs> if you will. And this is bringing in Pluto here. And actually we have, and I'm, I'm just looking at my notes when this is happening. Um, oh, on the 21st, right before the Venus retrograde, we have a grand cross that is going to be aspecting the nodes and it it involves pluto so let's talk a little bit about that because that's a big deal yeah it's really i mean that
1: july 21st and july 22nd not in terms of like oh no no not that energy but just more like mark it in your calendars there's like a lot of movement those days so what you're speaking right what you're speaking of is On the 21st, we have a Sun Pluto opposition. We have those once a year, right? It's definitely about like digging in and digging down. It's definitely about maybe (laughs) issues related to like power and control or secrets or like bigger cycles of life. Like it's just, we always have that. But this year, it's really striking because. Um, without getting too technical, right? The sun is opposite Pluto. And then squaring both of those are the lunar nodes. They're all at like 29 degrees of cardinal cancer, Capricorn, Le- Libra, and Aries. And so it almost feels like it elevates the importance or the prominence of that sun, Pluto. You know, mm. Again, that sense of you Know transformation, the releasing of what's toxic, what's old, what's rotting. You know, but it could also be like things that have been hidden, you know, are unearthed. And that sounds really lovely on paper, but sometimes, <laughs> on like a collective level, it's like, whoa, oh, like, oh my yeah. god, we have to face that. That's great, but that's there. Whether it's like the dark shadow stuff, you know, like the The power grabs, the racism, the classism, like the ugly—excuse my language—I was going to curse. I don't know if we're allowed to curse on this. The ugly, you know what? You know, you know. So it just feels there's a lot of just this churning energy, and so I would encourage everyone, including myself, I'm going to have to remember to take my own advice here, like find something that third week of July that you can dig into, that you can overturn, that you can like get in your garden, like literal or proverbial garden, like get your hands dirty and pull the weeds out. Mm. Like that's a way to just channel that energy so that that sort of stirring and excavating energy just doesn't stay
0: within you and like boiling up. Ooh, I think that's a great idea is to do something to, you know, dig in. And I always call Pluto the wrecking ball. I just see it as sometimes it's like, because sometimes you know what's going on and sometimes it comes out of nowhere, right? But the idea is it comes in and it maybe wreaks havoc and wrecks everything, But then afterwards, I always like to remember in a Pluto moment, yes, we're in the, you know, the transformation or digging in, but there is a rebirth coming. And so if you're having that moment where you're churning, as you say, and that deep stuff is literally coming up in your face, know what's happening for you to look at it, to work with it, you know, work with that Pluto. And then there is a rebirth, but in the moment, It's not going to feel like that, probably. (laughs) Exactly. We laugh. (laughs) We laugh because, you know, that's what you got to do. Right. And
1: it's interesting to that, like, wrecking ball, like, (laughs) image, right? I'm thinking about how then, right, the next day we have this Venus stationing retrograde. So it's, like, Mm. strong Venus strongly in Leo. And we also have the sun entering Leo. So there's a lot of – there's fire, Mm. you know? So it's almost that sense of, like, is the wrecking ball (laughs) – Fire, or really, maybe for us too, like how do we tap into our own sense of fire and dynamism, mm. right? Our Ooh, heart yeah. centered energy and flame to do that big,
0: you know, um, digging in and digging mm. out. Okay, let's set it on fire. I love that, right? That's so great. Okay, so pay attention. Third week of July, um, we'll meet you in the garden. We'll meet you in the garden, like we'll all get our hands dirty. <laughs> we'll have a gardening <laughs> party. Okay, well, we can't have a podcast on astrology not talk about the full and new moon. So let's talk. Start with the Capricorn full moon on the third. Of course, that's the day before. 4th of July, full moon and Capricorn, you know, Capricorn's very much about the status quo, you know, you know, keeping things going, not coloring outside the lines, looking at your bound. I feel like I should start slowing down. This is getting very boring, but <laughs> like, well, Capricorn sometimes is so, Stephanie, cracking me up. Capricorn can be so staid and don't have too much fun and, you know, don't do anything wrong that kind of, Feels like a downer a little bit. Or we could look at the other part of that. It says <laughs> Am the I Leo having rising. a negative Capricorn moment?
1: <laughs> you know, or we could look at like, right, how duty and responsibility can actually be things that can like help us to build and achieve and like playing the long game actually like leaves us
0: with something. But I think it's either or or both, right? Well, I just think I'm having issues with authority figures at <laughs> this moment. How dare you tell me not to color outside the lines? There's that Leo. But no, I think it's both. It, and, you know, full moon and Capricorn is very, it's a nice grounded time. it's also i think it can be productive great time to get things done capricorn you know it's the polarity with cancer it has a lot to do with family so maybe it's going to be the perfect fourth of july family occasion hopefully hopefully yeah and i think too
1: right the mother cancer where the sun is the father capricorn where the moon is like those themes of like mother and father the mother and father within ourselves all of that
0: yes yes Yes. Okay. And then of course we have the cancer new moon on the 27th and on the 17th, the 17th. Oh, excuse me. The, the July 17th. And that's the same day that the the nodal shifts happen. Exactly. That feels like a big day. mm -hmm. Like this feels
1: like a big day. Okay. So cancer new moon. What do you think? A or what do you feel? Moon. Or what do you feel, actually? That's very Cancer, not oh, what do you Oh, very think.
0: good. I feel with a Cancer New Moon that I want to hunker into my home and mm. maybe, you know, I'd love to have maybe have some family members over and just commune and hang out, do some cooking. And to me, it's a very kind of nurturing time and going within it's not an exuberant party moon it's more like i want to be with those close to me and those that i feel secure with Mm. and that i feel a sense of nurturance Mm, that's lovely i'm coming over oh oh, well i was (laughs) yeah your invite's in the mail you just haven't gotten it yet no it's funny this summer just seems like a very great time to be with friends and family so Yeah.
1: yeah by the way before we go on to the um tarot card of the month or maybe I'm like jumping the gun here. No,
0: no, it's time. I actually
1: was thinking because there's so much Leo and the Venus because of the Venus and Leo that I was thinking that it may be good to like give some flower essence recommendations for That would be that. great, Steph. Yeah. yeah. and a couple of them are sunflower, the sunflower flower essence because sunflower is to be able to find that healthy sense of of um of radiance, right? Where it's mm. like not too big like where you feel you, you know, you feel not big enough, or you feel too big, like to find that space where you're like, in that center of, you know, I get to shine in this healthy way. So there's sunflower. Mm. There's also larch, larch is really good for self confidence. You know, mm. larches you know, the I don't know if you've ever gone through this. I know I've gone through this at times where people will say like, wow, you're so good at this or like, wow, you're an amazing that and you're like, No, no, not me, not me, not me, right? But it's true, but we can't see it ourselves. We can't absorb it, right? We can't embody it. So larch is really good Mm. in that case. So those are two flower essences that feel very primed for like this extended Venus in Leo with the retrograde.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. And just quick question on that. Can people get like flower essences just at your local apothecary, that kind of thing? Yes, they can. Um, so larch is a bock flower and bock flowers
1: are pretty mm-hmm. popular. So yeah. I don't know if they, they used to have them at Whole Foods. I don't know if they still have them at Whole Foods. Um, Sunflower is from FES. So it's not as common, but like as an, in a natural apothecary, they will have that online at any Mm -hmm. of your even major online resellers like you can find either sunflower flower essence or you can find large flower essence or any other flower essence and you know you can you know make a put you know put it in a mister bottle with water with like 12 drops and maybe your favorite fragrance lavender or rosemary and use a spray or you can take it by mouth okay
0: great super All right. Are you ready, Stephanie? I'm starting to shuffle. (sighs) (laughs) We are doing the tarot card at random again this month and I shuffle. And then Stephanie tells me when to stop shuffling. And then that's how we get our card. So you just let me know when the time is right. Okay. (gasps) Okay. I always feel like we need a drum roll. When we're doing this. So, the card for July is the King of Pentacles. We did last month, didn't we have the knight of pentacles? I believe we did the slow and steady wins the day. Well, now we have the king. And in the tarot, pentacles are also sometimes no, known as coins, and they're the realm of earth. So earth is security and, you know, our material ideas or what we value. Earth is also the body, you know, our, our body and our relationship with that. And the king... Kings in the Tarot are on top of their game. We all want to be a king. They represent a mastery of something. So if we put the king in the realm of earth, this is someone who is very comfortable in their body, is very comfortable with their values, feeling comfortable with their security. Kings also are great mentors and they're the person that people look at look to for their wisdom. So for example, if you're like I need more advice on what to do with my finances or I want to get more on track with that, don't hesitate to look for an advisor or a mentor that may know more than you do. Or if you're wanting to get on top of your health, reach out to someone in the, you know, a healing practitioner or in healthcare that is an expert. Kings are experts that can help guide you along the way. Or just to flip that, maybe you become more empowered around your wisdom as someone that understands the financial realm or the realm of healthcare. So, King of Pentacles says, be empowered one way or another, and it provides that nice grounding energy you were looking for during the whole Pluto thing. So cultivate the King of Pentacles. I love that. I love that we pulled a court
1: card, especially a King card with all this Leo energy, right? Right. This of like royalty. Yes. And that also has me think too, not necessarily just related, because there's obviously more going on than the Venus retrograde, but when you were speaking about like find an expert or find a guide who can help you with. I wonder too, like during the retrograde phase, if it's maybe there's somebody in your past, like an an advisor that you used to speak to and like, are you looking, are you realizing that there's wisdom that they have
0: that you can bring from your past to your present? Ooh, I like that. You actually have me thinking. I'm like going through my, my phone book as we speak. Okay. Well, Yay, there we go. That's uh July and what's happening this month and you know we love hearing from you. Just email us at so divine.us. You can reach me at neganskinner.com, Stephanie at stephaniegaling.com. Stephanie, do you got any big things going on this month? Yeah. I mean, I'm deep
1: diving into my family constellations work, doing like a bunch of classes and retreats. Um, I will also still be seeing clients this summer and I have a few availabilities left. So if anybody want out there wants to work with me directly, we can look at Venus retrograde. We could look at really anything that's going on in the transitions and the unfoldings of your life. So how about you Megan?
0: I you know I decided that this summer I wasn't going to push myself too much. And so I'm seeing clients as usual, you know where to get a hold of me, and I'm also planning my fall class schedule. I haven't really taught many classes lately and I'm like getting that uh not hunkering hungering something hankering there's the word hankering to do some teaching so i'm coming up with a couple of great classes that will be either in um september or october so stay tuned for that amazing 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 well big thank you and gratitude to everyone including our producers
1: nick patrian sebastiano Tecchio. And to you out there listening, and of course, always to my dearest of friends, Megan. Happy July. Have a
0: wonderful July.